What's up, everybody? Jeremy Weiss here with Weiss Tech Hockey, and uh, welcome to Weiss Tech Soundbites. We've got a special series of soundbites that, that we've been working on. Um, this is actually part two of the series. We're talking about um, coaching women's hockey. So we started with talking about some of the differences between men's and women's game or boys and girls game. Um, and we went through, uh, we've got a special guest on. We had a special, he was on last time, he's on again today. Uh, but it's my father, Stan Weiss. And uh, dad, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Now, just to kind of reiterate on a few of the things we talked about before, um, we talked about the differences in the game itself, checking versus non-checking, uh, physical differences, uh, a lot of stuff about shot strength and size of the players and how to utilize that, how to take advantage of that um, with your coaching. Um, then we also went through a number of personality differences, you know, some of the differences between, um, you know, coaching, you know, at the actual act of coaching uh, men's versus women's game. A um, little bit of discussion about co-ed games and the, some of the pros and cons on that. And then we went through a little bit of uh, a couple of audience questions. So if, uh, you know, if, if you haven't heard the first session, I recommend going back and listening to that because this will continue on, on, uh, you know, some of those concepts. But what we're going to be talking about today is, uh, is the development process at the U12 level. So, um, Going kind of back to our first episode or our first uh, our first part of this series, we talked about uh, you know you and I kind of used to always talk about U uh, twelve as kind of our separation from the cutoff based on the checking age, right? So once body checking started, then it became a little bit more risky for you know for the girls to be involved in the game. You know, depending on the the league you're playing on, depending on how fast the other players are growing. But twelve thirteen is when some of the some of the early developer. Uh, men or, or boys start hitting that early growth spurt. And so uh, we used to kind of use 12, you know, 12 is kind of the cutoff age. But my question for you is with that cutoff age now being pushed back to Bantam in so many places, in your opinion, does that change your philosophy on when to separate the boys and the girls? Uh, it actually does not change my philosophy much at all. Uh, from a physical standpoint, uh, you might uh, have less risk of, uh, of serious injury uh, if you play as a 13 or as a 14 year old uh, but uh, but as as uh, the young men uh, start going through puberty they're, they're they, they start to grow their awareness of of girls how they view girls um, starts to create a, a social division uh, at 13 14 15 years of age that I think is uh, becomes becomes athletically uh, less productive and and I think it's uncomfortable for them. Uh, certainly, with my four daughters, they've all experienced that themselves. And and uh, and and really, in between that age of thirteen and fifteen, uh, it just becomes almost uh, uh, unpleasant to keep playing hockey at that level. In most cases, now now some girls continue to play and they play right into boys hockey through high school. Um, but more and more, I think you're finding that uh, that girls either gravitate to an all-girls team uh, at at the 13, 14, 15-year age group, or they quit hockey. Yeah, I, I agree. And I should probably say, we said it on the last episode, but I should probably say, you know, th this isn't to say that there aren't exceptions to the rule. Um, these are generalities. But, you know, the reason why I wanted you on this is because you've coached a lot of women's hockey. You coached my hockey uh, for my whole life. Uh, but I also have four younger sisters, and uh, so I'm the only boy. But I've got four younger sisters who all play as well. So you've had a lot of experience on both sides of the coin of you know the men's and the women's game. And um, you know I've 
I know from personal experience that you're very, very well versed in, in what those differences are and, and how to address them. Um, so at the U12 level, let's jump straight in. What, what skills and systems are going to be your focus for U12 girls? Um, I, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm going to have a lot of differences uh, in terms of the skills uh, uh, and, and the development processes versus what I would do with boys at a similar age. And, and what I would be doing, if you talk about the, the, the training hierarchy, the hockey learning hierarchy, where you go from individual skills to team skills to team systems to team strategy, uh, that, uh, that certainly at the under 12 level, I think the primary focus really needs to be on individual and team skills. And, and, uh, and, and I think it's important, and I'll reiterate from the first session, that that uh, the main you know please be be respectful that girls even at the young young ages even as young as uh, you know eleven and twelve years old they when it comes to athletics they want to be viewed first as a hockey player and secondly as a girl uh, they don't want to be treated like a boy hockey player but they don't want to be treated first as a girl who also plays hockey they want to be treated as a hockey player who happens to be a girl. And I think that that is a, a very important difference in terms of how you treat and how you approach uh, the nature of the game. So teach them the skills to be a, a great hockey player. And, and at the under-12 level, level uh, the, the primary focus is going to be on individual and team skills, which, which by the way, uh, other than shooting, um, the girls are, are extremely adept at learning and picking up those skills very well. Uh, when they get, when you get into the U19, U18 teams, um, there's a lot more emphasis on team systems and and hockey IQ. Uh, hockey IQ meaning the ability to read and react to game situations, uh, recognize the patterns of hockey, and anticipate uh, the transitions that need to take place. So that becomes much more important. I, I would say that uh, that what you will find is that the girls um, are, are almost as physically mature at age 13 or 14 to what uh, a 21 or a 22-year-old woman is, whereas a 22-year-old male is going to be much more physically mature than a 14-year-old male. And, and so the differences there um, are, are very striking. And, and so I think that as the girls reach the age of 14, 15, 16, um, that they're going to be uh, closer to the, uh, the physical capabilities of the 18 and 19-year-olds than you're going to face with uh, boys of similar ages. That makes sense. Um, one thing I picked up on that uh, we actually mentioned in the previous episode, but uh, I wanted to actually kind of dive into it a little bit deeper here. But you mentioned uh, with the exception of shot. Right, so you're talking about uh, you know working with your individual skills, skating, puck control, passing, all that stuff. And you said, with the exception of shot, most of that's going to be pretty similar. So what we had talked about in the first episode, if you're just joining us, is that the the shot difference. There's a difference in in upper body strength, and for some reason, there's a difference in the quickness of of how you know girls are able to pick up the shot and get it up in the air. You know, lift the shot. Um, so we talked about some, a little bit of development strategy on how you can address that at, you know, at, at some of the older age groups. But what I what was kind of just going through my mind is 
if you if you catch a if you catch a player young enough and are able to teach the proper mechanics of that shot that sh- you know the weight transfer and how far down your hand should be on the stick for the different shot types if you can start really working on that do you think do you feel that catching the individual skills speci- specifically shots early enough will give the girls an even bigger advantage later on more so than maybe even with the men the the boy players uh yes absolutely and in fact in all aspects of individual skills uh, if, uh, if you take a look at, at somebody, a, a young lady who, uh, began playing hockey at age five or six, and then compare them, uh, to a young lady who started at the age of 12, uh, when they're eight, when they're 18 years old, you can tell the difference. In most cases, you can tell the difference between which one started at age six and which started at age 12. And, and it's in the fluidity. It's a, it's a lot like languages. If a, a young child learns to speak a language uh, at, at, at age five and then, and then continues on through their life, uh, when they're 18, they will speak a, the second language without any accent. Whereas somebody who starts when they're 12 or 13, more often than not, they will have an accent uh, for the rest of their life, even though they've got the vocabulary and they speak very well. Uh, they will still have an accent. And there is something about that, that the early skills development, the, the, uh, the muscle memory, uh, the patterns that uh, they, they just develop more fluidly uh, when you're younger. So, uh, you know, some people think that it's, that it's a waste of time and money to start their girl uh, hockey players uh, before the age of 10 or 12. Uh, I certainly don't believe that's the case. I think it's very important to uh, get them started as young as possible. And then hockey, uh, many aspects of hockey will be second nature to them uh, as they uh, as they become a teenager. So the, the, a quick tip for coaches listening that are working with U12 girls is knowing that generally speaking, the shot ends up being a weakness at the older age groups. Start focusing on that now. Start making, sure, start making sure the mechanics are in place, that they're getting a proper weight transfer, proper hand spacing, uh, that they know how, you know, not only that, but shooting strategy. Where should they be shooting? Um, you know, what, what I actually just talked today in a, in a different soundbite about uh, uh, percentage-based shooting. You know, learn where the highest percentage is that you're going to be shooting and strategically pick your spots. And those are going to be different whether you're right-handed, left-handed, whether your your bread and butter is your snapshot or your wrist shot or slap shot. Um, so I say, you know, at the very early age groups, especially with your women, is start, you know, making sure those mechanics are in place for their shots because it's definitely it's definitely an area that of, of concern at older age groups. And then give them repetitions. As repetitions. many repetitions as you can work into your uh, schedule plans. Uh, and also, also, uh, you, it, they are never too young to teach them to shoot with a purpose, shoot with a plan. So have, have, let them go in and take a shot and have them perfect one shot. Uh, you know, particularly when we're talking about breakaways, have them perfect one skill before they move on to another. Absolutely. No, I like it. And I guess just another one, one last side note on this before we move forward, but, um, you know, it's, it's no secret. I work heavily with hockey shop and they, they sell some of the best off ice training aids available. 
and you can get outfitted with a, a decent setup for a couple hundred bucks where you've got a net, you've got targets, you've got a shooting pad and, and there's no reason why you can't, you know, even just piece it together one piece at a time if you can't afford to buy it all at once. But there's no reason. There's certain skills that can and should be worked on at home. And I'm thinking especially for the girls game, if you're talking repetitions, shooting from home should be one of the top priorities um, if you're thinking about getting some home hockey training, uh, training aids. Yeah. Okay. So basically then, and this kind of goes back to one of our points in the first, in the first episode is there are, it's, there's more similarities than differences at the U12 level. Would that be safe to say? Yes. As far as development and what you should be working on? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. Well, let's move to uh, some audience questions. There's actually a, a number of, of questions that came in. Um, we posted out on Facebook, you know, ask your questions. We're going to be doing a series on women's hockey. What are your questions on women's hockey? Um, so we got questions. We also got comments too. So I want to read you some of the stuff that came in and then just, uh, you know, let you comment on it and kind of throw in your two cents worth, as we always say on this, on this program. Um, but... Let's see. Oh, here's the first one. We actually just talked about it a ton. What's the best way to help girls develop a stronger shot? Um, is there anything else that you would want to add that, uh, that we haven't already said? Uh, well, from the first, from the first uh, session that we had, I would just uh, encourage uh, the uh, coaches to have the girls work on it. A strong pass is not a lot different than a strong shot. Right. And uh, and so do do drills have have girls who are of, of comparable ability. So your least experienced players have them go together and your most experienced and competent players have them go together and then uh, go cross ice and, you know, put something like sticks in between them so that they have to learn how to do a saucer, how they have to learn how to uh, angle their sticks and and use their wrists to be able to lift the puck and do a saucer pass and then uh, start to get loft in their shot and then gradually get them going further and further back until when they're all the way full ice, you can be working on full out slap shots. And uh, in, the course, in the course of a 20-minute training session, they can get uh, 100 to 140 shots in compared to if you're uh, you know, skating a horseshoe and going around and taking a shot every fourth person. I like it. You know, and just to uh, just to add to that, um, I really like the the progression of of shooting in or sorry shooting, uh, shoot, stationary shooting, and then progressing that to shooting in stride, and then progressing that even further to shooting in stride under pressure. And so be thinking in those terms as you're planning out these practices. Um, the next comment is, I think we've beat the shot, beat, beat the shot to death um, as far as, you know, beating a dead horse goes. Um, but it was another comment about shooting and, um, you know, just talking about how that's, that ends up being the number one fundamental skill that, that girls as they get older are lacking. So they, you know, for some reason, whether it's, uh, you know, lack of coaching, which is, I think is possible, um, because I do believe that if addressed early enough, these things can be corrected and fixed before they even become problems. Um, but, uh, you know, again, just it's, it's another comment that came in from one of our, one of our readers that, uh, just says the same thing, you know, it's gotta be addressed at young ages, fundamental skills, um, make sure the consistency, the skills are consistently reinforced. Um, so pretty much all the stuff that we just said, uh, the last one and this one, you know, I don't know this one again, this is from one of our readers. So interpret it how you will. 
He says, he, I can't remember if it was who it was, but he says, how about Psyche? The boys on the team are easy. The girls are a little tougher when it comes to game time, motivation, discipline, etc." cetera. <laughs> what do you uh, think of that one? Well, you know, there, there are some funny things. I'll, I'll tell you a story that happened. We were in a, uh, the, the end of the year tournament uh, with my girls team, under 19 team this past weekend. And, and uh, we're getting ready for the semifinal game. And we're having a, uh, a, a very good, pointed, focused uh, pregame routine. And I noticed that my youngest daughter, Jasmine, is over there chatting with, uh, with one of the girls. And I had no idea what they were chatting about. Uh, and, uh, and, but, but one thing I'm not very tolerant about is competition when I'm trying to get the team ready for, uh, for a game. And, and so I said, uh, you know, Jasmine, uh, you and Keisha are, uh, you know, seem to be having a pretty interesting conversation. What's it about? And Jasmine goes, Keisha just said she thinks you look like you're Italian. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, had, had, had that conversation, number one, I don't think, I don't think that ever would have come up with one of my boys' teams. <laughs> <laughs> Analyzing and thinking as I'm giving a pregame chat that the coach looks Italian. Um, but uh, but but uh, rather than than being angry about it, it just it just it was it was quite interesting that I just kind of chuckled about it. You know, spent 20 seconds, uh, you know, sort of uh, ridiculing myself a little bit on my Italian uh, physical attributes. It must have been the and, suit. <laughs> and and then we uh and then we went on and 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 very interestingly at that point the uh the focus became much better for everybody everybody was in tune um i i think i think that uh that if you if you make the assumption that girls are not as competitive and that girls are not as intense um then that generalization is going to get you in trouble um, because my experience coaching uh, girls at the competitive level, there I, I have three or four girls on this under-19 uh, state travel team that I don't know that I've ever coached anybody with more intensity. They have more drive. They are just heartbroken if they lose, and they take it very personally. They think it's their fault if, they, if, if we ever lose a game. And uh, and I think that uh, that girls uh, are, uh, you know, uh, can be and often are every bit as focused, motivated, disciplined uh, as any boys. Uh, when I take a look at the competitive boys teams that I've had, uh, I've got some boys who are, you know, ADD and they can't seem to stay focused on what you're trying to do. But but they're pretty talented physically. And so they they manage to do OK in a game. Um, I don't think that girls are any less motivated or any or, or less disciplined. Um, they are different, and and the differences are are usually uh, social related. Um, but uh, but certainly, uh, boy, some of these girls have tremendous grit and determination, and I wouldn't short circuit them for a second on that behalf. No, and I, I wanted to let you respond before I threw in my two cents worth, but, uh, you know, I was, I was going to say, I think this really probably is more of a question of what caliber of play is being coached here than, um, a difference between boys and girls. You know, I mean, 
at, at depending on the caliber of play, you're going to have some players like I've got we on on uh, Tyler's six and seven year old team. You know, we it's it's house hockey, and we've got you know we've got some players who are super intense, super motivated every single game. Um, and then there are other players that, you know, it's, it's just like he's describing. They, they have a harder time with motivation. They have a harder time with discipline. And, you know, you wonder, uh, you know, are you guys, do you guys really want to be here or would you rather be somewhere else? And so I don't think it's more of a question of, of boys versus girls. I think it's a question of, um, you know, elite level players versus players who don't, maybe don't care as much. And at the lower levels of play, you're going to get a lot more of a difference there than you will, you know, once, once you get into, you know, double A, triple A hockey, where it's super competitive and you better, you better want to be there because it's a time commitment. It's a physical requirement commitment. Um, you know, there's a lot expected of you. And if you don't want to be there, you're not going to be there. Um, so that was, that was probably how I would, (laughs) what, that was kind of what came across my mind as I read that question is just, I Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily. I I think that's a great point, Jeremy. And, uh, and in fact, uh, as we did our end of season recap and we were talking as a team about what we could do um, to improve ourselves uh, over the course of the summer to get better so that uh, we've got a head start going into next year. And and literally every single girl on the team who is a returning player for next year said that they wanted, to, wanted us to do more off-ice training as a team. Um, so they're they're motivated. They're, they're asking motivated. for it. They're very yeah. disciplined. I've I've got some girls who spend more time in the gym than than almost any of the boys players that I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I, I agree with you. It's not a it's not a boys versus girls thing. It's a do I want to be here versus do I not want to be here thing. And that will be you know that's that's universal on any team. At depending on the level, you're going to have players who want to be there more than others. So. Cool, man. Well, that that wraps it up for this one. This was a shorter one than the first. The first one was kind of getting all those differences addressed and out of the way. And this one was more, uh, you know, I think it's pretty straightforward, though. The, the the main takeaway from this is develop. Develop your skills. Develop your team skills and individual skills. And, um, you know, maybe pay a little bit more attention to shot mechanics and shot technique and shot repetitions than, uh, you know, than, than you would with uh, an, an all-boys team. But other than that, it's... Uh, you know, I think it's pretty straightforward of what we need to be working on with our U12 girls. So once again, Dad, thanks for being on the uh, on the show, and I uh, appreciate it. And we'll be back again on the next one with uh, the development process for U18 and beyond. <laughs>